I want to tell you something, and that is operating a food company has been one of the most challenging endeavors of my life. From innovating products that we want to land at the intersection of taste and nutrition, to wrestling with supply chain issues and managing inventory, I have had more sleepless nights in the past three years than I have in the last 30, including the 12 when I was a firefighter. But no one tells you that food is hard. But I also want to say it's because of each of you that we continue to get in the trenches day after day after day. It's in our core values to keep at it, knowing that we are filling a giant void in the market with products that you can't find anywhere else. And this makes it easier for us to climb out of bed each day. I want to thank you for your patience. We are anxiously awaiting the return of our organic pancake and waffle mixes. And we're excited to announce that our Plant Strong milks will be available online later this week, followed soon thereafter by the return of our exciting new burger mixes. Our goal is to be your reliable and trustworthy partner for all things Plant Strong, allowing you to stock up on healthy meals that you can make and enjoy in minutes while still managing your busy lives. I appreciate each and every one of you and want you to know that the effort will be worth it once more brands start to care about the integrity of the nutrition that they're putting into their products. Thank you so much for your support and please stay tuned for exciting updates at planstrong.com. Hey everyone, I need to let you know about a couple things that have transpired with our food line over the last week and they're both super exciting. First, we just got a fresh batch of our dessert-inspired guilt-free granolas into our warehouse and I want you to know that they are better than ever and I mean it. We've updated our flavors to include an all-new dark chocolate that is gonna win over your hearts just like it has mine. And all four of our flavors will crush your cravings while fueling you up with whole grains and, of course, no added sugars. The second thing I want to let you know about is we just announced the launch of our brand new product line. It's our Plant Strong Teas. You might be wondering, what in the world are you doing making teas? Well, listen up. It's been a year in the making, but what we've done is we've taken our whole food plant-based philosophy around food, and now we've applied it to teas. All of our teas contain 100% unrefined hand-plucked teas with specially selected herbs, fruits, and spices, and we never use extracts or flavorings, which almost 99.9% .9 of the teas on the shelf use. Now, what we've done is we've also taken our evidence-based health-promoting ingredients, and all these are deliciously blended and artfully crafted by these industry-leading tea masters that we've found in Sri Lanka. I'm telling you, it is the best tea on the planet. Our hot teas include our Plant Strong breakfast tea. We have a black cumin vanilla chai, a golden chamomile that's got turmeric and ginger and just a touch of black pepper 
And lastly, as a nod to our friend, Dr. Michael Greger, we've got a gooseberry green, and this tea includes amla, which according to Dr. Michael Greger and others, this amla, or it's better known as Indian gooseberry, is the number one most antioxidant-packed whole food on the planet. And I want you guys to try all these new teas. Let me know what you think and check out our family ice teas as well. And keep in mind, if you're in a hurry, we have a select number of Plant Strong tea tumblers available as part of our special hot tea tin bundle. Say that five times fast. It will be a great gift to kick off your new year. Just visit plantstrongfoods.com to see all of our product offerings. I'm Rip Esselstyn, and welcome to the Plant Strong Podcast. The mission at Plant Strong is to further the advancement of all things within the plant-based movement. We advocate for the scientifically proven benefits of plant-based living and envision a world that universally understands, promotes, and prescribes plants as a solution to empowering your health, enhancing your performance, restoring the environment, and becoming better guardians to the animals we share this planet with. We welcome you wherever you are on your Plan Strong journey, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Greetings, Plan Strong Sugar Plums. As we prepare to move from one year to the next, I want to share a live presentation that I did recently on the importance of movement. Regular physical activity is one of the most important things that we all can do for our health. And today, I talk about how being physically active can improve our brain health, help prevent sarcopenia, reduce the risk of disease, strengthen our immune system, strengthen our bones and muscles, and of course, improve our ability to do simple everyday activities. Adults who sit less and do any amount of moderate to vigorous physical activity can experience all kinds of health benefits. You simply have to find the movement that works for you. Whether it's yoga, swimming, resistance training, cycling, or just simply walking laps around your house or the mall. It doesn't matter whether you're training for a triathlon, a bodybuilding competition, or seeking the energy to enjoy a day with your grandkids. Becoming plan strong and moving your body is a true game changer. Let's get after it. This has very little to do with the food today, but this is a very, very important pillar in our overall health. So um, I'd love to take about 30 to 35, maybe 40 minutes with, with, with questions and just dive, dive into exercise and movement and how important it is. And it's actually, it's one of the seven pillars that I write about in the Engine 2 Seven Day Rescue book because to me it is it is such a vital it is uh, of such vital importance for us as human beings to achieve optimal optimal health and wellness yeah so i need to i need to i need to set the uh, set the groundwork here all right Love so it. i want you to know there's no tricks there's no tips there's no hacks here maybe some tips but no tricks no hacks when it comes to exercise and movement you just have to find something that works for you and 
there's so many people in today's culture, in today's era, that they've stagnated. And the inertia of not moving your bodies is holding you down. I remember when I was doing my pilot study for my first book, The Engine 2 Diet, back in 2007, I had 62 people that agreed to do the this 28-day uh, challenge. And one of the requ requirements was I wanted them to move for just like 15 to 20 minutes a day. And I had this one woman, her name was Diane, and she said, Rip, the thought of exercise just makes me want to take a nap. So she had become so kind of like disconnected and disassociated with her body in that way. Um, you know, I'm sure this is a name that every one of us has heard of, but back in the 50s and 60s, he was an absolute fitness guru. His name was Jack LaLanne, right? He lived to be in his mid 90s. He was a very, very staunch uh, vegetarian, but he had a saying and it went something like, you know, when you eat the right foods, this is king or queen, right? I don't really care which. And when you exercise your body, this is king or queen, right? And then you combine the two, right? So a plant strong way of eating and movement. And what do you have, Corey? You have a health kingdom, right? A health so kingdom, we, the kingdom of health. The, yes, the kingdom of health. And I want you to know as human beings, robust physical activity, it is encoded into our DNA. It is like what we want, what we need for optimal health and wellness. However, what has got us down right now in 2022 is we sit. We sit like it, we are professional sitters. And sitting has become, and I'm sure you've all heard this, it's become the new smoking. I mean, we sit on the way to work. And if we're not working, we sit at our desks all day long. We sit at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. As you can tell, Corey, I am standing right now. I'm not sitting. All right. So are you, right? I, I do not want my butt to get tired from sitting. That is not a good thing. And, you know, the, um, the only time it seems that we're on our feet these days is when we're looking for a new place to sit. <laughs> that is that is unfortunately yeah. the, uh, the the sad reality, and you know I want to share some studies with you here just to kind of highlight throughout this presentation uh, how legitimate this is. So, in fact, several years ago, the Kaiser Family Foundation, it's part of Kaiser Permanente, they found that the average American youth of today spends seven and a half hours per day in front of a screen and guess how much time per day outside moving how much seven minutes seven minutes seven minutes a day so Jeez. think about that is how how like how dis disconnected is that seven and a half minutes of tv time computer time screen time versus seven minutes of movement right so that's not good that's not healthy in fact, there was also a, um, a really, really robust study done in the Journal of Circulation. Uh, and they published a study following 10,000 adults for seven years. And what they found 
was that for every extra hour of TV or screen time, it increased their chances of premature death by 11%. So I'm just trying to like give you the backdrop here. And then even more astounding to me is lack of physical activity has now reached number four, Corey, number four on the global causes of death list right after high blood pressure, smoking, and high blood sugar. And I think everybody on this call knows that high blood pressure and high blood sugar, number one and number three, are both related to the standard American diet, the excessive amounts of salt, sugar, fat, processed refined foods, animal products. And number two, smoking, that's kind of a whole different animal. But number four is lack of physical uh, activity. And I'm gonna show you another study here in a sec that it's gonna like blow your noodles. Um, but so besides extending our lives, let's take a look at some additional reasons to move our bodies. So uh, Corey, if you could pull up that slideshow that I shared with you. Uh, okay, great. So. Pillar number seven, why we want to move. If you can go to the next slide. So before I, I, I jump into all these additional ones, I just want to share with you like two of two of the hugest heroes in my life are my father and my mother. And my father will be 89 in about a month and a half. My mother is 87. These two do some sort of physical activity every single day. They are absolutely lean and mean and fit. They're not on one medication and they epitomize what this lifestyle can look like, right? What the plant strong lifestyle can look like. Here's my father on one of his um, daily bike rides. All right, if you can go to the next slide, Corey. And here's my mother, Anne, dragging a tire around her waist up a hill with some ski poles. Anne is up for anything and everything. When I was just back in Cleveland, Corey, for plant stock, yeah. Anne, Anne and I, we, we dragged some tires uh, up and down uh, this road here. And if you go to my Instagram channel at, uh, at Rip Esselstyn, you can see some footage of that. It was a, a lot of fun. But, you know, between, between yoga, between uh, dragging tires, swimming, pickleball, uh, hiking, running, Anne gets after it every single day. Um, let's go to the next slide, please. You got it. So this is, and I'm, let me see if I can, um, blow that up. You know, what would be helpful for me because of my screen size here is, so you can see here, this says not exercising may be worse for your health than smoking. This study says, so this is a study that was published in the, um, journal, uh, JAMA, Network Open, and it details how researchers at the Cleveland Clinic, they studied over 122,000 adults, uh, patients from 1991 to 2014. That's, let's see, that's like 23, 23 years. And that putting them under treadmill testing and later recording mor mortality rates, they discovered that being unfit on a treadmill or in an exercise stress test has a worse prognosis as far as death than being hypertensive, being diabetic, or being a current smoker. Uh, Jabber, who ran the study, told CNN, we've never seen something as pronounced 
as this and as objective as this either. So, Corey, you know, case in point right here, um, being, being sedentary is absolutely detrimental to our health. So let's go through yep. all the great benefits that exercise has. And I, if you, and you're probably going to notice here, I'll, I'm just going to say it. What I don't have on the list is losing weight. And that is because for the most part, the best way for us to lose weight is by eating a whole food, plant-strong diet like we talked about last week. We're consuming foods that are um, cal calorie light, nutrient-dense, high in water and fiber. This is the ultimate way to do it. It's not by eating less and exercising more. That's a flawed system. All right, let's go to point number one. All right, it is an absolute mood enhancer like no other. You know, let's lift weights and go out for a run to lift our spirits. Um, they're literally, Corey, I don't believe is a better mood enhancer or antidepressant on the planet. Tell me, do what, what do you do? Do you do something every day? I do. Uh, so typically I wake up and I have a glass of water with a squeeze of lemon. Uh, it's the first thing I do, but then I immediately jump in the pool and I will swim. Uh, after I'm done swimming, I will do some very light mobility exercises uh, and, and some, some strength training with my uh, tension bands, my strength bands. And that's yep. on a day that I don't go to the gym. If I go to the gym for like, you know, hyper um, hypertrophy training, then I'll do that like two, two or three days a week. But mostly it's, it's, it's wake up and move immediately in the morning. Yep. Well, so you move those bodies, right? And our body produces these wonderful, happy hormones called endorphins and serotonin. And you do not want to deprive yourself of this luxury. And it's absolutely free for the taking. And I can tell you, I've got three kids, an eight-year-old, a 13-year-old daughter, and a 15-year-old son. My eight-year-old's a daughter. And then my wife, Jill. And each and every one of us has to move it for at least 30 minutes a day. We, in our house, we say we are, we're getting our oogies out. We get our oogies out. We get all of our happy endorphins in and there's nothing quite like it. And I like to say, Corey, that when I don't get to exercise, which is very infrequently, I have a good day. When I get to exercise, I have a great day. Nice. So I would encourage all of you to love it. And, and literally, even if it's just, 10 minutes can have a profound effect on your mood. So that's number one. If you can go to the next slide. So number two is it improves our brain. So in addition to our muscles, movement works out our big mental muscle, our brains, because what happens is all of this oxygen-rich blood flow flows into our brains and increases the size and the effectiveness of our hippocampus. And the hippocampus is absolutely crucial, and it's the center for our emotions, our memory, and our nervous system. And it also, by exercising, we're also reducing, uh, I should say, yes, reducing insulin resistance, which a lot of us have these days, uh, along with type 2 diabetes, we're reducing inflammation 
and we're releasing these chemicals called growth factors. In fact, I wanna, I wanna read you this quote and it's by John Rayleigh. He is a Har very renowned Harvard Medical School psychiatrist and he says, exercise is the single best thing that you can do for your brain in terms of mood, memory, and learning, even if it's just 10 minutes a day. Um, so wow. our brains need to be flushed out. They need to be restored just like our muscles do. Do not deprive your brains of exercise. It, you can flourish um, with, with exercise. And it's true. Like I find that when, once I've exercised, I, my memory, my, my, my just the way all my synapses seem to be firing, everything is just more effective and more efficient. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So let's go on now to the immune system. All right. Fantastic. So, um, you know, forever I was a full-time triathlete. I exercised, you know, literally two to four hours a day. And one of the things, in addition to eating plant strong, and one of the things that I think really gave me an edge is in addition, when I combine the two, eating this way and exercising every day, I almost very rarely got sick. And that was mm -hmm. like crucial as far as trying to be a professional athlete and trying to always improve and up your game. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, you, you know, the adage, you know, out with the old and in with the new. Well, keep in mind that we as human beings, there's about 37 trillion cells that make up our bodies and our bodies love fresh oxygenated blood to basically help accelerate the dumping of waste products. Now, again, I told you I was going to cite some scientific studies. The British Journal of Sports Medicine came out with a study that showed that just six minutes of exercise can increase levels of infection-fighting immune cells circulating in our blood by 50%. So that's why I, you know, I say even if it's just 10 minutes, right? Here six minutes of exercise can increase your circulating immune cells, right? That fight infection by 50%. So that is incredibly powerful. And I like to say that, you know, I've been eating this way. I've been exercising regularly. I feel like I have an immune system, like a, like a Canadian moose, right? I mean, I very, very rarely got, get sick. I mean, literally, the last time I was sick, Corey, in probably five years, I got COVID. I got mm -hmm. COVID. I had it for two and a half days. And then I was absolutely, you know, fine, lickety split. Amazing. Yeah. So awesome. let's go on to the next uh, next point. Yep. And I want to let you guys know, we see a couple questions coming in. We'll be happy yep. to answer those questions right at the end. Okay. So stick with us. So uh, increases your appetite. So for uh, anybody that's out there that's just beginning your journey, and you're starting to wean your taste buds off the excessive amounts of salt, sugar, and fat that are in, let's just say the standard American diet. The beautiful thing about exercise, when you're just starting to eat these really, really clean foods that are not loaded with excessive amounts of salt, sugar, and fat, 
is it will increase your appetite and make these foods much more appealing for you. So, you know, you'll get back from a 40 minute, let's just say moderate, easy jog. And now all of a sudden you're making that bean, uh, rice, brown rice and black beans extravaganza with the chopped up um, red bell peppers, the green onions, the water chestnuts, a little bit of salsa and, um, and low sodium Bragg's uh, tamari or something like that. And I'm telling you, you're going to dive in and it's going to taste like the best thing you've ever had. The same thing in the mornings with your steel cut oatmeal with blueberries and bananas and raspberries and chia seeds. Um, this stuff is going to absolutely hit the spot. So exercise also will help with that. Again, if for some reason or other, you're feeling like, you know what? This food just ain't cutting it. It's just not doing it. It tastes like cardboard. Well, that's because you are so used to the adulterated, hyper palatable food that you've been basically, you know, eating for decades. So, you know, give yourself a, give yourself a fighting chance and, uh, and go out and exercise and then start eating this way. Uh, next, next slide, Corey. So bone health. Right now in this country, Corey, we have roughly 54 million Americans that are suffering from low bone density uh, and some form of either osteoporosis or osteopenia. And the irony here is that we consume more calcium than just about any other country on the planet. And yes, yet we have the highest incidence of osteoporosis and bone fractures. And so I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to what we said in the very, very beginning here in a second. But before we do, I'm going to say there's a myriad of, of factors that are going on here that are creating this low bone density in this culture. So number one is, you know, and it's very unfortunate, but we are a society that is convinced that we need animal protein for we need we need to eat animals for protein and we need to eat consume dairy for not only protein, but also for calcium. And there's much better, safer, more effective ways of getting A, our protein and B, our calcium. And so what happens is when we're consuming animal proteins that are high in the sulfuric containing amino acids, it puts our body into a state of kind of acidosis. And the best way for our bodies to neutralize out that acid state is by drawing out calcium from our bones and calcium is a fantastic buffering agent to basically neutralize that, that acid level. And where do you think, Corey and, and team, we, we, core, we, we, uh, we store and we keep 99% of our calcium in our bones, right? It's in our bones. So Sorry, that is why. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. So we, we have to, we basically, we draw calcium from our bones to buffer the acid load. Isn't yep. that just absolutely nutty? So that's one of the things that's going on. Another thing that's going on is we have all this excessive sugar and excessive sugar actually uh, draws calcium from our bones. And the same thing with salt. All right. All that excessive salt. You know, we haven't really talked about salt yet, but I want you to know that most Americans are consuming between 3,500 to 5,000 milligrams 
of sodium a day. And according to the Institute of Medicine, it should be more, more like 1,500. So many of us are two to three Xing the amount of sodium and that excessive sodium also draws calcium from our bones. Of course, and I, I hope everybody on the, the, this call gets this, smoking is absolutely deleterious to our bones. And then lastly, I'm gonna go back. This is the number one thing. The number one thing that we all can do is get off our butts and move our bodies. I think everybody in this call knows that if you don't use it, you'll lose it. That's what happens with our muscles. When our muscles, they atrophy, they basically shrink and go away when we're not utilizing them. Same thing with our bones. When we're not stressing our bones, our bones become weak. So think of our bones just like big, wonderful trees or our muscles. They need to be stressed. And the best stressor, believe it or not, is some sort of weight-bearing activity. So swimming, biking, that's really not going to cut it as far as getting your bones healthy. We like actually, ideally, hiking. Um, you know, my father actually suggests going on Amazon, getting a 25 or 35 pound weight vest and actually wearing it around your house, right? Uh, for, you know, 15 to 30 minutes at a time. So that's something to think about. Um, but bone health, it, there's an easy solution and it's never too late. It's never too late to actually reverse course and get the, increase your bone density and prevent osteoporosis. Um, all right, let's go to number six there, Corey. It's a huge tip that you just dropped, like from your dad, like a weight vest. Like, I mean, we glazed over that, but like, I, I would never think that well, that would help. Like, that's yeah. incredible. Yep. Yep. And we, yeah. <laughs> um, so next is energy. So, you know, so many of us these days are absolutely feeling gassed. We're feeling gassed when we wake up in the morning. We're feeling gassed when we get home at night, Corey. And I want you to know, I want you to remember this saying, if you're feeling gassed, press on the gas. Do everything you can to get your butt out that door, on that treadmill, on that bike, go on that walk with your dog, get out into the garden, but move you know, these, these insanely amazing bodies that we have been, we have been gifted with. Um, you know, we've, the human body is comprised of roughly 2.5 gallons of blood and 65,000 miles of vessels. And when you start, when you get out there and you start moving and get that heart rate up, something magical happens. You get, you get this, you get this lightness of being that we talked about with the production of endorphins. Your thoughts start drifting away from all the stuff you got to do at work and all the problems that you have in your life. And you basically can float away to another place. And so, you know, um, there was a really, really cool study that was done at the University of Georgia that involved 7,000 people. And Corey, they found that exercise is more effective at basically increasing energy levels than stimulant medications, which to me is like, it's, you know, it's kind of like, of course, but I think it's just, it's powerful in showing us that, you know, they've actually done a study behind this as well. Yeah, it's incredible. It, yeah, and so, you know, just to kind of anecdotally share with you all, every morning I wake up 
I, I, I don't bound out of bed, but I get out of bed and I never set the alarm clock. And 6.30, go to swim practice. And you know what? I do it with a group of people. And I will tell you for accountability purpose purposes and you know, kind of for that group dynamic and that energy, I would recommend if you can find a group, whether it's a walking group, a running group, a pickleball group, a swimming group, a biking group, a gardening group, a walking group, put it together, make it happen, right? It makes it so much easier to get out of the bed. But now from seven to eight, I do my swim practice with my master's program. And I am like, I am supercharged, Corey, right? For the rest of the day. And then when I get home, I have to do something again, even if it's just for 15 minutes, a walk with my wife, a little game of pickleball, walking the dogs. Sometimes it's a bike ride around the block, but something, right? Just to kind of like shed the day and now to be the best version of myself as a husband and as a dad for dinner and then bedtime and all that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, yes. So that's that's energy. You know, I just mentioned how I, I don't use an alarm clock, but it's easier to get out of the bed. And your sleep, your sleep quality improves dramatically, I have found, when you have the discipline and the consistency to exercise every day. It, you know, it also, it's so... It's so calming. It's relaxing. It, it just, it makes it so that, and again, this is for me, I close my eyes and I am usually asleep within five minutes. Now there's more to it than just that. I want you all to have proper sleep hygiene as well. So let's have those rooms darks. Let's avoid screen time for at least an hour and a half before we get in bed, unless you're reading a book. And, um, try and have the temperatures in our room. They have found ideally between 65 and like 69 degrees is perfect for sleeping. Um, but there was, this, there was this, what's that? What time do you go to bed? Aaron wants to know. Oh, I typically go to bed between 10 and 11. Okay, okay. 10 and 11. But there was a study of more than 2,500 men and women. It was published in the Journal of Mental Health and Physical uh, Activity. And it showed that, just 150 minutes of moderate exercise per week. So you got to, you know, let's spread that out. So let's just call that three times five. Yeah, right around 30 minutes a day can provide a 65% boost in sleep quality. Wow. And so we all know if you're getting a boost in sleep quality, it makes it so much easier to get out of bed. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I find that when I, when I don't exercise, I have a very restless sleep. And when I exercise, it's very sound, it's very deep, and it's very, it's very satiating, Corey. <laughs> All right, let's go to the last one here. Exercise, ex exercise prevents muscle loss. Now there's a term for muscle loss and it's called sarcopenia. And it actually affects each and every one of us after the age of 30, we start losing muscle mass. So you can see on the left, that's the, the muscle, and that's a cross-section of, th of, a, of a thigh, quadricep. So that's the muscle of an average healthy adult. You can see the red is basically the muscle and the white is the fat. On the right, you can see the muscle after sarcopenia has occurred, all right? And I don't know how old that person is, but it doesn't really matter because the next slide, I want to show you something even power more powerful. 
So this is a slide I stole from my father. I didn't steal it. I borrowed it, right? He's well aware that I have it. So on the left, you can see a 40-year-old triathlete. Look at how much muscle mass that triathlete has in his quadricep. Now, in the middle, you can see a 74-year-old sedentary male individual. Look at that. It's basically all that muscle core has been gobbled up yeah. by fat tissue, okay? Wow. However, in the right, Look at that. That's a 74-year-old triathlete. And there's no difference between the 74-year-old triathlete and the 40-year-old triathlete. So again, and so many of you have been putting this up into the chat room, but if you don't use it, you lose it. And right, this I mean, nowhere is this more apparent to me than with muscle loss or sarcopenia. And also what happens is when you boost your 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 muscle mass, all right? You increase your resting metabolic rate, your RMR, your resting metabolic rate, and that's the rate at which you burn calories when we're sitting, like so many of us do, when we're sleeping. And who here on this call doesn't want to burn calories when we're just chilling out, right? Yeah. Uh, sign me up. Uh, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Now, also, another thing that it does is as we age and we lose muscle mass, we become weaker and we become much more mm -hmm. fragile. And what happens when you get to 73, 74, and you have quadriceps that don't have the muscle mass, you take that fall, and all of a sudden you got a broken hip, you're right, you got a broken leg, and now we have a downward spiral that doesn't get pretty. So mm -hmm. this will help prevent spills and falls fragileness and increase that resting, resting metabolic, uh, metabolic rate in addition to everything else we've talked about here, Corey. So um, to me, this is just, you know, to me, it's a really, it's a no brainer. I just would encourage you all find something that you, that you can love to move your bodies. And I don't care again, if it's walking, I don't care if it's, um, you know, gardening, I don't know if you're getting your heart rate up to where you want it, but gardening is great movement, right? But so many, so many people these days, Corey, I mean, we got yoga that you can do on your, on your, um, on your computers, right? For free, go to YouTube, YouTube, do yoga, but there's, you know, figure out in your life today, what you need to do to make this happen, whether it's finding a group, whether it's finding something on YouTube and we'll allow screen time when you're following, you know, somebody that's on the screen that's walking you through some exercise. I've got a couple, I've got an 80 and 87 year old couple that live right across the street from me. And Corey, I kid you not, two times a week, they go to a country Western bar and they swing dance wow. and, they take, and they take dance lessons. So, I mean, come on, find it. Maybe it's dancing, right? But find something to move these incredible bodies? Well, Susan, I hope that answered your question. Uh, there's a couple of different things here. Um, of course, uh, there might be some ideas you have. I, I think the pool would be great for a knee injury because I'm guessing that it's not as weight bearing, right, Rip? Oh yeah, yeah. listen, s swimming is, is probably the most gentle, wonderful medium that exists. And, um, and the great thing about swimming is you can do it until you're literally, you know, 120. Right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's see who else asked a question. Rochelle, she said, uh, your parents have been healthy eating 
uh, since a young adult age. What about people that have just started in the middle in their middle age and they already have negative health issues? Well, you know what? How exciting for you, and right? How exciting that you now get to totally like take the kale by the stock and do a 180 pivot. Um, and from, in my opinion, I mean, jump in and let's do everything. Let's look at this as we're going to completely like rejigger in a very holistic manner, the way in which we've been living. So let's start right with the food and let's, you know, make sure we're doing the food right. And in addition, let's add exercise again, any kind of movement. And I will tell you that it doesn't matter how late you start, Corey and, and everybody, it's never too late to absolutely crush this thing. Corey, my, my dad's patients, some of them that were in their, their 70s and 80s, I mean, they were, they were on cardiac disability, stuck in wheelchairs. Yeah. And within about a year, year and a half, they're out of their wheelchairs, they're walking the mall, they're dancing, they're playing tennis. So again, I don't care when you start, it's never too late. Yeah, brilliant. A uh, couple other questions coming in. Guys, we see them, we're gonna get to you, promise. Um, let's see, uh, oh, this is an easy one. Yes, Karen, right after, it's, right after it's over, it's available for replay. It lives on our Facebook page and our YouTube page, so you can see it anytime you want. Oh, this is a comment from Karen Rip. I'm so excited your products are coming to HEB. I mean, we're gonna be in 2000 retailers nationwide here any second. I mean, this is happening now, am I right, Rip? Well, no, not 2000. Actually, we're gonna be in 3000 different doors. Okay. We're gonna be in about, we'll probably be in about, including like the Ma and Pa natural, uh, natural stores, probably pushing about 75 different uh, retail outlets. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I, I, I did mean door. I meant doors, but yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Yeah. All right. So Thomas says, I walk 40 minutes a day. I asked my doctor to get me off of a statin. I've been off it for 90 days. Total cholesterol went from 103 to 168. LDL went from 46 to 98. Any thoughts on how to get down to 150 and 80? Well, no. So that's a great question, Thomas. I would tell you that exercise has little to absolutely zero bearing on your cholesterol level, zero. So the one thing that I didn't see anywhere in that question was anything about how Thomas is eating. So, you know, um, you know, I, I can tell you when I was, if any of you have watched any of the webinars I've done, when I was swimming at the University of Texas at Austin, eating chicken fried steaks and, you know, burgers and French fries and all that nonsense, my cholesterol was in the low 200s as a 19 year old. Mm. And now my total cholesterol is somewhere hovering between 120 and 135 on a consistent basis. And my LDL, like Tom says here, usually hovers around between 68 and 72. Right on. Yeah. Incredible. Um, I'm gonna, hey Rip, I know of a, uh, well, never mind. I'll ask you this offline. <laughs> okay. I, I have. I have a place where you can get your blood work done that like, it doesn't matter. Like, is it okay to mention resources like that? You don't well, know. So, well, if anybody wants their blood work done, I mean, we've got it right. We've, we've got a very, very special relationship with re request a test. So all you want to do is go to uh, plantstrong.com and then click on know your numbers. Perfect. And, and then you don't need a doctor's appointment. Uh, they have an affiliation with doctors uh, all over the country. 
And you go into a lab, very, you know, um, whether it's see, uh, clinical pathology laboratories or LabCorp, and this is a venous draw, so it's very legit. Um, and we have a package right now, I believe it is, for the, it's a complete lipid panel, total cholesterol, LDL, HDL, triglycerides, uh, for 30, I think it's 32 bucks. Huge. I'm yeah. so glad. That's what I wanted to mention. This is great. So perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, is Himalayan salt okay? Is Himalayan salt okay? Well, um, <laughs> in salt relation, salt, right? in really, yeah, I would just tell you, you know, it depends. I want to know what your, 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 your diet looks like in totality, but, um, sure. Okay. Um, Oh, this is just a nice comment from Lori. She said she's diagnosed with osteoporosis. She uses a weighted vest and uh, that's that's awesome. Good for Good. you. Awesome, um, yeah. Marilyn, um, okay. Marilyn asked, um, bad bone in these. Similar, I think that uh, I, I wanna work up a sweat and a chair for the next 40 minutes, three times a week. What about people like me who have Bone on bone. Okay, so I would go back to the question that we talked about already about the low impact exercises pool. And, like yeah, that. yeah. And, and here's the thing. I mean, everybody, you just do whatever you can do. Um, and if your body prevents you from doing body weight exercises, then that's fine. Find something that works, like biking, like swimming, um, <clears throat> something that's easier on the body. Elliptical machines, right? Yeah. Something like that. Excellent. Now. Uh, Suzanne, we are not doctors, so we'll try our best to answer this one for you, but 69, uh, and after years of back pain, it feels like it's catching up with me. Will yoga be the best to improve my posture? I, I would I say, I think yoga will improve everything. Mm. Absolutely. will. it will, you'll stretch, you'll stretch, you'll strengthen, your flexibility will improve. Um, I, I am such a huge fan of yoga. I can't even tell you. So Find, find a yoga class somewhere and start digging in. Um, a six to eight pound vest is rec recommended by Dr. Clapper. Lori said, we got just a couple other, we got one last question here, my guys, uh, my friends. Um, so our local health, food, okay, here we go. Check this out. I'm going to help you out, JK. Our local health food store said their distributor doesn't carry your foods. You can actually force them by using your voice. Now, look, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but if you need help, let me know and we will send you the exact piece of paper to hand your health food store and we will try our best to get that product in there. But the number one factor to whether a store will or will not carry the Plant Strong uh, chili stews, broths, and the other great products is you. You have to ask for it. So let us know and we'll be happy to send you that. Yeah. Yeah, Tracy, I'm just looking at Tracy's comment, Tracy Hunter about her 75-year-old mother. And, um, you know, Tracy, I, 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 feel, I feel your pain here. I mean, you know, you, 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 you know the old saying, you know, you can lead the horse to water. But, you know, if there's some way that she can just start by doing something like biking, but something to just start uh, moving her body. And obviously... You say that she's depressed and she eats awful. She doesn't move. Well, all those things, they just cycle into each other, right? You don't move and you eat awful. You know, you're going to, that's a recipe for like major depression. Yeah. So I think, I think in the best way possible, you have to try and present to your mother, 
hey, mom, and with all kinds of love in your heart, just mom, how badly do you want to like get out of the situation you're in right now? Because I think I've got the prescription. We got to eat healthy and we got to start moving. Just those two things alone. Let's like try it for two months and then let's reevaluate. Yeah. Hey, everybody, everybody have a great weekend. Get out there. Keep it plan strong and move. Move these <laughs> phenomenal bodies that we've been blessed with. They want you to do it. All right. Let's be sure to make 2023 a year where we all move more. And if you're ready to get walking or running, I want to personally invite you to join Team Plan Strong for our first live event in Austin, Texas. It's going down on February 19th. You can walk or run a 5K, half marathon or a full marathon. Doesn't matter if you don't live in Austin. We have virtual options as well. For all the details, just go to plantstrongfoods.com slash team. And I'm telling you, I want you to be here and you're going to run with me, Carrie Barrett, Dr. Michael Clapper, Dominique Thompson, Dr. Don Musalem. This is going to be insane. Thank you for listening to the Plant Strong Podcast. You can support the show by taking a quick minute to follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Leaving us a positive review and sharing the show with your network is another great way to help us reach as many people as possible with the exciting news about plants. Thank you in advance for your support. It means everything. The Plant Strong Podcast team includes Carrie Barrett, Lori Kordowich, Amy Mackey, Patrick Gavin, and Wade Clark. This season is dedicated to all of those courageous truth seekers who weren't afraid to look through the lens with clear vision and hold firm to a higher truth. Most notably, my parents, Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn Jr. and Anne Cryle Esselstyn. Thanks for listening.